Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous and wonderful Friday morning. And trust everybody is well today. Sorry that this week has been a little uh, crazy. <laughs> and uh, it has uh, uh, been a crazy week, that's for sure. Thank you, Darlene. Glad to be back. Glad you're watching this morning. But it is, uh, yeah, I had the second COVID shot, and uh, some people get it, and all they have is a sore arm. Some people get it, and they're sick for a couple of days, and it really uh, got me down big time. I'm telling you, I, uh, I, I, I mean, every joint, I mean, even my fingers, every joint, and every muscle, my head busted. I mean, Tuesday was the worst, and then Wednesday, uh, muscles uh, aching so bad, uh, and uh, just really tired. And then Thursday, uh, uh, it was like somebody just kicked me in the stomach. But, uh, uh, but Lord, praise God, I was able to sleep last night without pain and uh, uh, to feel good today. Just tired, <laughs> but I uh, feel good today. So glad to be back. Sorry I've not been able to uh, do devotions. And sorry we didn't have church Wednesday evening. But uh, hopefully you understand as to why. And it's all from a lack of not wanting to. It just uh, just wasn't physically able. I just just really sick so uh, appreciate your all's prayers and uh, uh, I know that's why I'm feeling better uh, because of your prayers and appreciate your encouragement and appreciate your support I'm glad there's so many people that are um, look forward to our uh, to these daily devotions each morning and uh, it means a lot that y'all are willing to uh, to watch these each day and support this ministry so thank you so very much Let's go over here and let's do our uh, Pledge of Allegiance. And if you uh, are able to, let's go ahead and let us stand. Let's see here. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Well, as I always do a little <laughs> commentary in regards to our, our country before I get into our devotion, uh, you know, we are supposed to have freedom here in this country, we're supposed to have freedom of speech in this country, and uh, sadly, uh, that is uh, uh, our ability to express ourselves, our ability to discuss new ideas, uh, to uh, maybe hear a point of view you never thought about before uh, has uh, is quickly going away if it's not gone already. And uh, the reason why I say that, uh, for those of uh, you may have seen on uh, uh, whether it's internet, uh, the interwebs, or the uh, on television, but the actress uh, that uh, played on The Mandalorian. Uh, the character's name was Cara Dune. Uh, my mind's went blank on her real name, but uh, she dared to express right-wing thinking, uh, conservative posts, and as a result, she has been uh, fired from Disney, fired from the te television, I mean, fired from her talent agency, rather, and fired from Lucasfilm, all because she dared uh, to talk about... Uh, how in the Holocaust, uh, how neighbors treated Jews and, uh, uh, and, and the, they were called out because of, uh, who they were as Jews. You know, the Jews were, uh, had to wear gold stars. Eventually those gold stars were rounded up. 
And uh, she was talking about how people shouldn't be singled out. She's using a comparison, whether the comparison was uh, agreeable or not, but it didn't. It wasn't offensive to any religious sect uh, by no stretch of the imagination. She was just making a simple comparison to that and how those who are Trump supporters are being singled out, and she just wanted people to get along. No harm, no foul. But yet, uh, she is fired, uh, and but yet her co-star, uh, Pascal is his name, who plays the Mandalorian, back in 2018, he has a picture of uh, these kids in a concentration camp from the Holocaust. Underneath it, he had children in cages uh, down at the border. And uh, try to make that comparison, but that apparently is okay because he's a liberal. But if you're a conservative, then if you use a Holocaust comparison, then you are to be condemned. She was, uh, uh, there was backlash received because she uh, had dared uh, to say that there should be uh, uh, identity, uh, should your, your, have identification rather when you vote uh, to avoid voter fraud. She was singled out then because she wouldn't use pronouns in her uh, bio as an actress uh, that is, they automatically labeled her as transphobe. And uh, uh, they've been out to get her for a while. So my point is, uh, you know, it is uh, this cancel culture is nothing but pure socialist agenda, a communist, uh, fascist, uh, however you want to label it is what that boils down to. And uh, you know what, if you don't like something, you know, you don't have to respond. You don't have to. Uh, you can scroll on. You know, we have that. We should have the ability to express ourselves. And now people live in fear because just like uh, the uh, the guy, he was a um, uh, bigwig in uh, the Firefox uh, uh, Mozilla uh, website because he, he dared to um, uh, support uh, Proposition 8 in California, support traditional marriage. Uh, he was singled out and fired. So, see, you've got, you know, if you think about these old Western movies, you know, when these, uh, uh, you have these mob mentality, and uh, whether there's innocence or guilt as yet to be proved, you know, you always saw them wanting to have the lynch mob and the sheriff trying to fend them off because they want to tear this person apart, and then they find out they're innocent, they could have killed an innocent person. Well, we're always we're seeing this now. It's kind of like the same version of that uh, in the virtual world where they, if you don't, if certain groups do not like you for who you are or what you represent, they're going to shut you down. They're going to uh, destroy your career. They're going to come after you as a person. And uh, it's it's sick, man. I mean, it, just, it, is, it is not what our family, uh, not what our, our founding fathers, rather, uh, intended for this country to be and as you all know liberals run on emotion uh, they do not run on fact and so uh, uh, it is um, uh, it's sad to see uh, that freedom being taken away and I don't know how much more it's going to take before conservatives start getting together and start standing up against these uh, social media bullies, uh, these liberal bullies, these Antifa scum, whatever it takes. I don't understand what more it's going to be until people start rising up and saying, hey, you know, we're not taking this garbage anymore. Uh, we're going to start pushing back. Uh, don't know what it's going to take, but apparently, uh, you know, it worries me that uh, some people become so complacent uh, that uh, they may, uh, I don't know that we'll ever come to a point where it put in uh, literal camps or cattle carts, but uh, the proverbial, uh, the, the uh, what am I, what's the word I'm looking for, the, um, 
ideological, I guess that's the word, ideological cattle cart uh, that are being rounded up into and putting up a fight at all. And uh, I could see neighbors and friends and family turning in uh, Trump supporters. See, it's, it's no longer a party of Democrat and Republican. Now it's the liberals versus Trump supporters, and that's who they're after. And uh, it's sick. It really is. And it's sad to see the world that my children will grow up in and are growing up in. It's very, very sad indeed. Let's go ahead and look at our uh, passage this morning. We're looking at Second Chronicles 16.9. It says, The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Commitment. That is a uh, can be a scary word <laughs> to male, to men or women uh, uh, when uh, a lot of people enjoy being single and uh, the thoughts of commitment is not something they want to uh, uh, <laughs> dive into. But uh, when I look at this verse here, you know, um, we were watching a movie last night about Tanya Harding, and it's a little rough. I'm going to wonder if we should have watched it or not. But anyway, it. Um, uh, showed her from the age of three years old uh she would spend in fact she didn't even finish school from what i understand uh because all her focus and attention was on uh, uh her practice on that ice that she spent six eight hours a day uh, ten hours a day uh and uh have nothing in complete committed focus on her goal to reach the olympics uh, and um, and no matter what the obstacle was, she seemed like she would fight it and overcome it. Of course, we all know she was crazier than an outhouse rat, but I'm just talking about, <laughs> you know, these Olympians, that's what they do. They're committed to their cause. They're committed to winning uh, that gold medal, you know, just even if it's for a, a two-minute routine, five-minute routine, the, the amount of hours and time spent uh, to achieve uh, that goal uh, to uh, so that they it, it just it fuels their desire. Well, we need to have our identity in Christ Jesus. You know, uh, God is looking for those men and women. You know, he, He's also known as the the line of the tribe of Judah, and He's looking for that those line hearted individuals uh, to be committed to Him. And uh, there's a lot of people out there who are not uh, they're not fighting. At a world-class level, like an Olympian, uh, they their hearts are divided in their commitment to God and to the world. And we need to be completely and totally immersed in the things of Jesus Christ and in God. You know, I, I know I reference a lot uh, from my, where I used to run, uh, particularly road races and such. And I uh, and I love it, you know, and I guess that's why I bring that up a lot. Of course, the Apostle Paul relates our Christian walk uh, to uh, that of a marathon and to running and fighting. And uh, it does take that practice. It does take that commitment. You know, you can't sit there. In fact, years ago, I knew a girl. We were just friends. I, that's all we were, just friends. But uh, she uh, was into bodybuilding, and she was competitive bodybuilder. But the thing that blew my mind was she smoked like a freight train. I never understood that. I never got it. Uh, to me, that uh, uh, impeded uh, her ability, because to me, uh, you know, well, you know that if you smoke, it, it only restricts your blood vessels. It, to me, it would hinder muscle growth, and that's just the point. You can't. You you have to be committed. Uh, you know, whether you're, it's bodybuilding, running, what golfing, baseball, whatever the sport is, you have to be committed, and you can't 
sit and eat junk food all day, never practice, never go to practice, and never, you know, show up on the day of the game and expect to be victorious. You know, you're going to be out of shape. You're not going to be able to, uh, to, you know, to swing and hit the ball like you should. You're not, or if you're running, you're not going to be able to be competitive running, going to be in the back of the line out of breath because you were smoking and drinking and eating everything you shouldn't have. And then you wonder why you're losing. And that's a problem with a lot of Christians. Uh, their commitment has been split between their commitment to Christ and, and their, and their division between that and the world. And, uh, that's a real detriment. I think that's why so many Christians are apathetic. I think that's why so many Christians are complacent. Uh, so many Christians aren't on fire for the things of Jesus Christ because they lack the proper commitment needed and required for us to walk, uh, with the Lord. And our, our, our identity needs to be with that of Christ Jesus. Now, identity is defined as a, as the collective aspect of the set of characteristics by which a thing is definitively recognizable or known. So, in our new identity in Christ Jesus, how are you recognized and known? You know, that's a good question to ask yourself each and every day. Am I recognized and known? as who someone who identifies with the things of Christ or our am I recognized and known as someone who tells the dirty jokes who has a foul mouth who is ill-tempered you know who is uh uh, uh has no self-control i mean you know where, what do you what would your family uh, your coworkers people you know what would they identify you with that might be a good uh, uh understanding of who you are and where you're at and if you're not uh, demonstrating those christ-like attitudes and producing that fruits of the spirit maybe that uh, begs to say that maybe there's areas of your life that you really need to start working on uh, just as any athlete would uh, to overcome uh, those areas of weakness so you can be stronger in the fight and the competition so that you can achieve that gold medal. And that's what we have to do as Christians. We need to look at those weak points uh, in our lives and we need to continually stay in the word and stay in the in prayer uh, to help us overcome those weak areas of our lives so that we can be victorious in Christ Jesus and have a closer walk with him. Our, with our identity of Christ Jesus, we're no longer slaves to sin. See, that's, that's the thing with Christ. We are reconciled. We are joint heirs to the throne of Jesus Christ. We are entitled to everything that Christ is. We are adopted uh, into the things of Jesus, uh, adopted into heaven, and will receive the same things that Christ uh, will receive. And uh, like I said, we're joint heirs. We're friends with, uh, of, of Christ. Uh, and it's quoted here. This is from the book, um, uh, The True Identity, Finding Significance of Freedom Through Who You Are in Christ Jesus by John Majors. But uh, I do feel like it uh, bears to be said. It says we are both joint heirs and friends of Christ, and this relationship is even stronger than those we have with earthly families. Instead of fearing God as judge, we have the great privilege of coming to him as our father. We can approach him with confidence and ask him what we need. We can ask for his guidance and wisdom and know that nothing will take us from him. We also rest in his authority and respond to him with trusting obedience, knowing that obedience is key part of remaining close to him. All right, and I think that because we, and again, it goes on to say we are no longer citizens of the world, but apart from it. All right, so we are uh, in the world, but we're not of the world. And we need to make sure that we are confident as, as to who we are with our identity in Christ Jesus. And we strive for that mind of Christ daily. We strive to be closer to him. You know, just like I was talking about um, 
Sunday in our in my our, you know when I thought about when I was running how I was have tunnel vision I push everything out I focused on the goal I focused on that that, that uh, finish line I focused on the hill up ahead uh, who's beside of me who's behind me uh, you know and trying to set my pace well that's what we have to do as Christians we have to have that tunnel vision we have to set our pace be aware of what's around us beside of us in front of us and uh, put up those safeguards. Uh, to, to so that those things don't uh, uh, impede our walk with Christ, that we're focused completely on Jesus Christ and we're pushing everything else out, that our identity, our identity in Christ Jesus is assured and that we know that we are not of this world. So ask yourself, are you committed? Are you committed to the things of Jesus Christ? Each and every day, we need to make sure that we are giving 110% for Jesus. Not just a little here and there, not halfway, not 98%, but 110% every day for the Lord. And we're blocking all those things out that are in the world and we're focused on Jesus. I don't care what cultural uh, mores are. I don't care what society may say. Uh, they can do have all the cancel culture that they want. But one thing for sure, they can't cancel God. And that's why we have to be zeroed in. We have to be focused on the things of Jesus Christ. And uh, that's why it's important that uh, we spend that time in the Word and prayer. Important that we're in church. Important that we surround ourselves by other fellow like-minded believers. And that we are standing true and strong to the things of Jesus Christ. It's not easy. It is hard. It is difficult. Uh, but uh, that's why the narrow is the way. And wide is the path that leads to destruction. And my friends, my, I'm encouraging you today to be com fully committed to the things of Jesus Christ. Just as an Olympian is committed every day to hours of practice to achieve that gold medal, we need to make sure we're committed every hour of every day, every second, to the things of Jesus Christ so that when one day we will hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Let us pray. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, be with us and uh, guide us. And Lord, help us to be fully committed to you, to serve you and only you, and not to try to play, have one foot in the world or one foot with you, to be, to be, but to give you our total and all and everything. And Lord, for someone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you when you... Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead us. God, and watch your protect us this day. Be with our nation's leaders, our country. Pray that you'll touch hearts and minds before it's too late. And Lord, I do pray for uh, my Aunt Kathy that you bring healing upon her. And I pray that you be with Wendy Lee, Kim Penix, uh, Roger Winters, Jane Kitchings, uh, Troy and Ginger Hood. I pray that you be with Linda David Feathers. Uh, Lord, I do pray for Larry and Donna Knight, and uh, Lord, I do pray for Ron Thompson. Lord, I do pray for the families of Glenn Johnson and uh, uh, Mr. Metcalf, Lord Jesus, and that uh, uh, that you'll be with their families who are dealing with loss. And Lord, just be with us, leading God, and protect us when we meet again. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning. Uh, sorry that I had a lack of uh, devotions this week, but hey, one, I guess one's better than none. <laughs> so at least I got one. No, I think I got, I do, I, I do Monday. Yeah, I think I got Mondays out. Yeah, so at least I got two out this week anyway. But uh, Lord willing, we'll hit a strong Monday morning anyway and try to get the word out. And don't forget, Sunday morning, uh, 11 a.m., uh, we'll have church service at 118 Julie Lane, their physical service at the church. 
And then we have our evening services at 6 on Sunday and 7 on Wednesday online only. Now, this Sunday, I'm not real sure what to do since it's Valentine's Day, so I'm still thinking about that. I don't know whether to even have any kind of service or just do a little devotional or something uh, on uh, Sunday evening. I don't know. I'm still trying to debate what to do uh, on that. But uh, if you would like to uh, share these devotions, uh, of course, you know that uh, you don't have to have Facebook. You can watch live on our website at flbconline.com. It goes for devotions, and it goes for our church services as well. And um, if you haven't already, be sure and we get over here and sign up for the Doc Young Chronicles podcast on Apple iTunes, free of charge, audio only, and uh, that's you can list all these devotions and all of our sermons as we're going out and about our day. But uh, uh, sounds like I got a big rat in the next door kitchen, so I guess I'm going to get off here. But y'all have a great day, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless.